Hello, everybody. Welcome. As we continue on in our series that we're doing called Vineyard Verses, Vineyard Verses, and what we're doing in this series is we're looking at passages of Scripture that um, I, I think are foundational to the Christian walk in life, and we're, we're taking them and we're sort of breaking them down a verse at a time, a week at a time, and I've been encouraging you to memorize them. But there's something powerful about having some Scripture sort of in the bank, if you would, readily available to you to draw from in the midst of your busy days and life that's happening and maybe when you don't have your Bible with you or your, your electronic device that has your Bible on it and, and you just need to get a hold of, of some scripture because you, you feel yourself maybe getting a little distracted. And, and so when we memorize scripture, we can get a hold of it. The, the Holy Spirit can prompt us with that scripture, which is very powerful. And so I would encourage you, if you haven't started, start memorizing these verses as we go and, and build up sort of a library of verses within you. And we started this whole series looking at Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. And I said, you know, those to me are, it's all about knowing who God is, you know, our Father in Heaven stuff. And it's, it reminds us of, of, of the access that we have to God in Christ and, and the amazing grace of God and, and who, who Jesus really is as our great priest and what that means and, and that life is about more than just us and we have purpose and we have mission and, and so it's a, it's a really great passage of scripture for getting perspective. I, I, if you remember, I called it throne room perspective and I think it's important for us to have as we start through the day and, and um, so we looked at those verses a week at a time. Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, having our bodies washed with pure water. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess, for he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. And let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. And we, we just took those apart. We looked at them. And my encouragement is to memorize them. They're, they're powerful and they change life throughout the day. Well, now we've moved into Philippians 4, 4 through 8, another very powerful chunk of Scripture. And, and this, this passage of Scripture is, is really, to me, you know, it's the, the kingdom of God stuff. It's, it's let your kingdom come and your will be done in my life. And, and, and we move into these powerful verses that Paul gives us about rejoicing and about being gentle and, and about not being anxious as we looked at it last week. And today, uh, we're going to press in and talk about the peace of God and what that means. But uh, before we do, that's the intro, transition time, I usually give you a joke. I thought today instead of a joke, I would um, share with you some very helpful measurement conversions so that you don't have to Google these things when you need them. And uh, they'll just be readily available to you. So, so I thought you would like these. Okay. So, so 2,000 pounds of Chinese soup, wonton. Wonton. The time between slipping on a peel and smacking the pavement would be one banana second. No? 16.5 feet in the twilight zone is one rod sterling. Wow. They don't get better. I'm, I'm now concerned. I guess I started too hot with the wonton. 
This one, I don't even know how this one's on my list. Half of a large intestine. That would be one semicolon. Oh, and you laugh at that one. Last, last one. 1,000 cubic centimeters of wet socks is one liter hosen. That was my favorite, just because I like, how often do you get to say liter hosen? Okay. Scripture reading, Philippians 4, 4 through 8. Rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all the Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And blessed be the word of the Lord. So as I said, we've talked about being joyful, we've talked about being gentle, we've talked about not being anxious. Today we're going to dig into Philippians 4.7 and talk about the peace of God. Philippians 4.7 says, and the peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now when you see, you know, that reference in Christ Jesus, it's, it's speaking to um, followers of Christ. Uh, people who have confessed, you know, with our mouths and believed in our hearts that Jesus is Lord, that we've been, we've been saved, we've been made new, we've been born again, our sins have been forgiven, and we're reconciled to God. And, and so in Christ means we're at peace with God. We get that. We understand that, that he's done everything that needed to happen at the cross for us so that we can be in relationship with him, reconciled to him. All those mean that we're at peace with him because of what he's done. But there's something very cool about being at peace with him. We now have access to his peace. And so we, we don't need to live lives of worry and fear. We can experience a measure of his peace um, now in, in the, this period of time. Not just in the forever, but now and forever. And as disciples, as followers of Christ, we should be experiencing a measure of his peace on a daily basis. Because without his peace, it's very easy for us to get distracted. It, it, it causes us to get weary. We begin to lose heart. Without his peace, we, we quickly become very self-focused and, and anxious. You know, we talked about that last week. And, and so it's necessary to be experiencing this peace in our lives. And when we're not, it's a sign to us that something needs to be done and that something is on our end. The peace is available to us, but when we're not experiencing his peace, it means something's off and we need to do something about it because the, the, the scripture in, in Philippians 4, 7 says we should be experiencing this peace in our hearts and in our minds. So let's talk about the two. First, peace in your heart. First point in your notes, peace in your heart. The apostle John uh, said in John 14 to 27, peace... I leave with you my peace, Jesus said it, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus said, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I don't give it to you as the world gives. 
Don't let your hearts be troubled. Do not be afraid. So to have peace in our hearts means that we should be experiencing sort of a settledness in him. And, and again, this has to, this, the idea of your heart, you know, when the Bible talks about the heart, it's not just the organ, it's, it's, it's this sort of center of who you are. And that, that there you should be experiencing a measure of peace. And I think it's very interesting that when, when we get unsettled, that's physically where we often feel it, if you can tap into it. That's where I often feel it. I described it last week. Worry does the same thing to me. Um, when, when all of a sudden, it's like my insides flip over. I don't know how else to describe it, but I'll be just fine and then all of a sudden, I physically feel differently. It's like something tries to get on me, and it changes, and it's a sign that I'm no longer experiencing his peace the way that I should. And, and so that, that means, oh, that's, I don't want to be in that spot. That's not a good spot to be. Isn't it? it's no, I don't like that. I don't like it when my insides are churning, and, and all these things are happening, and I've, I've taken it in, you know, in ways that I shouldn't. So, so that's one of the things that you need to be aware of. You know, are you at peace in your heart? And can you just sit there and, and sort of be in a spot where you, you are sort of settled in that part of your being? So it starts with there, and that's a warning sign if we're not there. The other thing we should be experiencing is peace in our minds. Peace in our minds. Isaiah 26, 3 and 4, it says, You will keep in perfect peace him whose mind is steadfast. Because he trusts in you. Trust in the Lord forever. For the Lord, the Lord is the rock eternal. And so, so the other spot where we can struggle with this whole process is when our minds are racing. And, and some of, how many of you ever get your minds racing on things? Just can't sort of shut them down. I know a lot of people, they struggle. They, they have trouble even sleeping at night because they're, when they... When they slow down even just a little bit, their minds start to take off on them. And they're just going, going, going. Very frustrated. I'm very blessed. When I, when, I, uh, when I say goodnight to my wife, she gets frustrated. Literally, 30 seconds later, sound asleep. Boom. Almost every night. I just shut it down. I just think my mind's not that busy. <laughs> All right then. Boom. It's really a struggle for a lot of folks. And, and it's even a struggle when, when I talk to people about, okay, let's, you know, last week I said, stop worrying and start praying. And I'll talk to people and I say, well, you know, how, how are you doing with your, with your prayer thing? Because, you know, really, disciples, one of the big questions we should be asking every day is, how's it going with your soul? And your response should be, even with a big mess going on, in my soul, it's well. It is well with my soul. But we, we tend to not experience peace and our minds race and we, we start slowing down. A lot of times people, when they start to pray, they say, well, the reason I have so much trouble praying is the moment I start, my mind starts thinking about everything else that's going on. And, and when our minds refuse to settle down, it's because we're not experiencing the peace that we need to experience from the Lord in that area. And it's something that we can do. We can get that to calm down a little bit. The Lord will empower us to sort of still some of that and part of that is about trust. Um, that's, that's the scripture that Isaiah t ties it to. When your brain won't stop spinning, it's, a, it's really a trust thing. You don't fully trust that God's got you the way he says he does. And that if you don't keep it going all the time to take care of yourself, then it's not going to work out. And, and what, you know, what God wants you to, one of the main things God wants you to learn here 
in this process, we're people of mission and all this stuff. But, but one of the things he's really teaching us, you know, until he comes back, is to learn to trust him, that we can trust him. You can, you can trust him. Even though, you know, this is a fallen world and things happen, we can, we can learn that we can trust him. And as our trust in him goes up, this, this peace in our minds becomes more, more readily available. But when it's not there, it's a sign that something's going on. And, and so we need to get aware of those things, you know, that, that whole process. It's just sort of a settling down in him, which is available to us and is really this, you know, walking this thing out in the kingdom. As disciples, these things begin to happen. Look at what Paul's been telling us already. We should experience joy at some measure throughout our days. That should sort of morph into us being more gentle with people. I hope that's going well for you. It was funny. I, I just forgot to tell the group last night. So Alice and I were in Key West Friday afternoon. We took my granddaughter down there to go to McWendy's. And um, <laughs> she's the cutest thing. Um, so we went to McWendy's. And um, on the way back, you know what happens to me in Key West, right? There's the... And it was, it was, it was so cool because... Because there was this car, and I knew exactly what this person was going to do, and I actually left more than enough room for that to happen. I looked at my wife, did you see what I just did? And she went, high five. It's almost time for that Christian bumper sticker, but not yet. <laughs> not yet. Closer. Gentle. So, so this gentleness comes, and it impacts the world around us. This gentleness really does. Because I'm hoping, because that person got a good look at me, and I was like, there you go. And uh, I'm hoping that, that they come to church. Um, then I get a shot. Uh, and then, so, so joy, and then gentleness, and now, and now we're, we're talking about not having to be anxious. What an what a amazing concept that is. Most people can't, well, psh. but, but I'm, I'm telling you, Paul was like, don't be anxious about anything. He meant it. And, and I said, you know, ask the Holy Spirit to prompt you when it's happening so you can shift. And the, what you do is you shift that away from worry by, by always thinking what you're thankful for that will change your focus. That's what's got to happen. And then you begin to lift those things up. Well, instead of worrying about this, this is a novel idea. Why don't I pray about it? Wow. You start to pray. As you pray then... What happens is that this peace that we should be experiencing becomes more readily available to us. And because we're at peace with God, we've been reconciled to Him, now, now we can have you know, peace in our hearts, this, this area, peace in our minds. So when they're not there, that means we're not experiencing His peace the way that we should. And, and peace is all about His presence. That's, that's point number three. Peace is all about His presence. It's the presence of God. See, and as we, as we live in His presence, as we understand His promises, as we learn to trust Him, as we get more focused on Him um, and, and connected to Him, then we experience His peace. Uh, and, and it should be reasonably consistent. And when we're not experiencing it, it should be a sign that something's wrong on our end. And really what we need to do at that point is we need to get back into the throne room and get a fresh perspective on everything that really matters. See, because peace, peace isn't the absence of conflict. Uh, but, but peace is the presence of God, no matter what the conflict. 
And so, so don't be looking for this, this sort of idea of peace that means, you know, well, I'll have peace when everything's straight now. That's not going to happen on this side of, of him coming back to us. Um, or if it happens, it's fleeting. You know, it happenstance kind of, that's a really great thing when everything sort of gets in line. It just usually doesn't last very long. Um, but that's not what you're looking for. It's knowing that this peace comes from being in his presence and that you can have it regardless of the things that are going on around you. And it's important for us to experience all this process because if we don't, um, we will often turn to things to comfort us instead of God. Would, uh, does, you guys know how that works, right? And I think a lot of us start like, like one of my big comfort things has always been food. It's always, it's always been a food thing for me. I mean, as some of you, if you knew me five, six years ago, you know I was a lot bigger than this. Um, and so I was turning for a lot more. <laughs> I was going after comfort a lot more. Um, and, you know, the, and I, I think, you know, I think about how, well, and you kind of, that came sort of naturally. I was, I was thinking about this. And I think about my mom when I was a kid. If I was uncomfortable or discomforted, she would comfort me by making something for me that almost always revolved around food. And then I think about things like I haven't had in a long time. Like she used to, my mom's English. She would take and she would soft boil an egg and put it in this little egg cup. Really cool. I haven't even seen those anymore. Little egg cup. And then she would decapitate it. That's the only way I can think of it. Which is like an art form, if you ever try. And then she'd make me a piece of toast and slice it into fingers. And you dip it in the egg thing. And that's an English thing, I know. But it was very comforting. And, and I remember it to this day. Uh, and so, you know, you, so you find things to comfort you and you, you try and recreate those things and it's, it's, a, it's what you do instead of going to God when you're not experiencing peace. And, you know, I'd like to say that that was the only thing I ever turned to in my life for comfort, but it wasn't. I tried just about everything in the course of my life. None of it worked. You know, some fleeting sometimes, but nothing ever really worked. The only place you ever find that spot is back in his presence again. And so when you're, when you're not experiencing it, then, then what you have to do is you have to make a decision that, that you're going you're gonna to stop what you're doing and you're going to spiritually fight for it until you're back in it again because you know how important it is. It's where life is. You, you, and you're going to realize that chasing after anything else to try and fix it doesn't work. I have to get back into his presence so I can experience his peace. In, in Philippians 4, 7, in the message paraphrase, I love the way it's written, same verse that we're looking at. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry at the center of your life. Before you know it, a sense of God's wholeness. Everything coming together for good will come and settle you down. It's wonderful what happens when Christ displaces worry the center of your life. When the peace of God that we have in Christ Jesus displaces our worries and our fears and our anxieties and our racing minds and our turned around insides and, and, and it begins to have this impact on us, then, then it's, it's the most amazing thing and yet it's what we're called to. It's what uh, we're, we're given in, in being his kids and, and it's what we should be experiencing in your life. And, you know, it's, it's yours. You, you just have to sometimes, you know, take a stand and wrestle back into it. Don't, don't follow the same patterns. Don't go to the same things you've done for comfort. Don't, don't you know, try and, you know, get, get all caught up in anger and everything else that's going on. Just say, you know what? This is not the peace of God. And I'm going to just wrestle back through until I get it. 
And we just settle back down in him again. We begin to experience his peace. So don't let any situation or anybody steal that peace from you. And when you feel unsettled, go back after it. Really, it's a, what you need to do. Go right back after it, the peace of God. Get a new perspective. Connect with him again. And you'll experience that peace in some measure. And you press on in him. It's a wonderful thing for us to experience in our lives. And my prayer is that you experience it more and more and more every day. And you realize that's where you're supposed to live as his kids. Amen? Amen. Ministry team, why don't you head over to the wall? If you're watching my video, uh, thank you for watching. We appreciate that. Don't forget, if you need prayer, go to the website, and there is a prayer page there for you. But what we're going to do is we're going to close in prayer here. So let's pray. Papa, thank you.